What I love most about Mi Gente is our community and how important it is to take care of our own. Hey, it's Honey and Carolina. On our podcast, Life in Spanglish, we talk about how important being there for your loved ones is. Pero también sobre lo importante que es tener a alguien dispuesto a apoyarte cuando lo necesites, como lo hace State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. Life is full of surprises. Some good, some not so much. Hola, it's Honey. Hola, it's Carolina. Y sabes que estar preparado para cualquier cosa es importante. Whether that's in our roles as mothers, wives, businesswomen, or podcasters. On our show Life in Spanglish, you know that being open to unexpected turns has been an important part of our success. Pero we can use some help. Oh yes, la buena ayuda is welcome. Y si pasa algo, tranquilitos. Isn't it good knowing that with a State Farm agent you can worry less because someone will be personally invested in safeguarding your goals. Plus, they have the options to talk to a real person whenever a customer needs, especially when those unexpected turns come up. It's the personalized attention you can count on. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. It's the Custard TV podcast brought to you by your friends at www.thecustardtv.com. Yes, there's actually an extra W. W. And there's a dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't muck about with more than enough W's than we need. Can I start again then? Can I start again? Yeah. No. Hey, no. Hey, hey, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> it's the Custard TV podcast brought to you by your friends at HTTP forward double. Oh, fly. <laughs> the people at the website that bring you the telly news that you love. Uh, we're Digital them. Spy? This, no, not them. Radio There's, Times? Ready no, no, ITV, no. Guardian uh, TV? No. Um, Independent I'm... TV and radio? Uh, that's probably shut Inside down. IndependentMediaTrack.com? The Independent has no, no longer exists. In, yeah, in a they're paper still on, online, they still exist. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah, my, cousin wor- my cousin works for them as the online editor. TheCustardTV.com? Yeah, why not? That's yeah. them, yeah. Ah, them. Them. yeah. Oh, I'm that nice. bloke down south. Always the 11th site you try. <laughs> I'm that's what it says on the. <laughs> yeah, that's our new slogan. <laughs> the eleventh side. <laughs> I'm the bloke down south who can't get things right. Luke's the one who's never here. That's the one that moves a lot. There you are. That's pretty much it. Uh, no, I uh, liked when you called Luke the one in the middle before. Oh, that's yeah. Right. yeah, the Luke's the one in the middle. Because that makes it sound if I roll over, one of you will fall out. Yeah, because Gary's <laughs> centre of gravity is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> plus, plus, Matt always moves. Hey. Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. Gary. I'd never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. Talking telly. Try it. Just for one week. Just try the program for one week. This is the Custard TV Podcast. You know all this stuff in the news about the SATs? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, and and well, what with I'm, Matt I, being... Yeah, I'm in this school. Well, they leaked it the day that they were taking the sats. I was in the school the day they took that sat that they'd leaked. Oh. So, have you seen this question that, even though I know the answer, still blows my mind? I haven't seen any of the questions or anything. No, okay, can, so this... this is the leaked question, okay. which a lot of people can't get through. This is for seven-year-olds. Is this I'm the seven-year-old one or the ten-year-olds? Seven-year-olds. Okay. If we're already struggling with numbers on the question, I don't (laughs) don't think we're going to do very well. There were some people on a train. 19 people got off the train at the first stop, but 17 people got on. 
there are now 63 people on the train. <laughs> How many people were on the train to begin with? 65. Yeah. Gary's right, and Matt's yeah. right for agreeing. It's yeah, yeah. Mathematics. 19 minus 19 7. 19 Two plus most two. people <coughs> in the answer to this, funnily enough, it's in the independent, oddly. Right. Most people say 46. Most people are plonkers. Most people well, are that's plonkers. That's Gary, because you're doing all those puzzles in Costa yeah. Coffee where people... Yeah, that's fun. right. I'm keeping my mind active at my old age. When I was young, <laughs> we used the 11 to... 11 plus. Time... We... No, not only that. We did times tables quiz. Two people they at the front of the that. class. They still, they still do times you tables quiz. You need a bit of paper if you did the times well, they, tables they quiz. Don't and do I time won. Pa- Times table quizzes lot. anymore. It's um, like shootouts. They yeah, do. Well, they well you hear about these school shootings a, all the time. The question and me, it's like... me and Sally Raymer were always always at the front, and I beat her a lot of times. Uh, okay. The, the TV podcast, if you couldn't guess that bit, where we talk about the news, the reviews. I go west, apparently, uh, and we talk about some of uh, the best of the week. And there should be now. a quiz, but there isn't this week. Okay. I think we should start with. Uh, the news and this one that says new BBC question mark yeah I like that new BBC it was charterman all day today yeah. we're going to have to pay to use the iPlayer uh, uh, BBC whoa, whoa, ones whoa, whoa whoa only if you don't have a licence well yeah ca- ca- don't, what's don't... this we they think I've not got a licence I've got licence I don't <laughs> yeah but not that sort of licence it that. doesn't you've still got to pay for it whether you're on licence or not that's oh, okay. a different thing okay. altogether okay. is it I Carry thought on. it came yeah. free with the the TV license? No, different. Oh. Um, so also, the BBC are, according to this new ruling, not allowed to buy foreign shows if not, other no, channels no want them. No more Borgans. And... No more Borgans, no, unfortunately. Not oh. if other channels show an interest in them. Now, if other channels don't want them, then the BBC can get first dibs. Channel but 4, right. obviously, have got the old Walter Presents now. One thing that I saw, which really, really got my my proverbial goat up. Hang on, let me got see. Got your goat uh, up? Why was he asleep? Um, <laughs> he was sleeping. No, what? Let me rephrase that. BBC shouldn't buy overseas shows that other free-to-air broadcasters are willing to pay for. So that means most of them. So and, and they can go for anything the Sky would want, but not but anything. Is that, that like the format? Is that like? Yeah. You know, like the voice, yeah. for example. But this one, I really want your opinion on. The government won't tell the BBC where to schedule their programmes, but they should carefully consider negative impacts on ITV. I think ITV are, are doing all right for themselves on that one without BBC. Yeah, yeah but they've got their own negative... But how is that right? It's basically saying... Don't schedule Strictly Come Dancing against the X Factor. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what that's what, saying. Is that because somebody in the government can't record one of them? Yeah, <laughs> or something? someone, someone got, got a TiVo. You know. um, I'm guessing that this is the government trying to say, oh, we're not interfering with the BBC by actually interfering with the BBC. It's like, mm. don't go buying another foreign format again, like The Voice, don't go... You know. yeah. But they also they also don't want us to to um, fill BBC4 with Scandinavian drama either, which is Let, annoying. Let's, let's face it, if it's not, then really, that's going to kill people. Documentaries about clouds and yeah. um, a constant stream of... Uh, the only good thing to come out of it is the fact that there won't be any cuts to the BBC budget, but they're pretty low as it they're, is. They're, they're pretty low, and also now they're saying that anyone who earns over a yeah. certain threshold has to be announced. I saw that. Forty. Yeah. What was it like? 
450,000. Yeah. I, I mean, Chris Evans was the funny so. one. He came out today and said they should all pay us less. Well, I'm, I'm sure your Chris agent... Chris Evans and funny, not usually. Yeah, sorry, yeah. No. But I'm, I'm sure your agent, Chris, will be happy to negotiate a smaller salary. I think it's a well-known fact. It's not exactly breaking news that people who do what I do for a living, compared to people in the real world, get paid too much money, you know? Um, we've, we've got jobs that people would kill for, but we get to do things that people um, would pay to do if they could afford it, and sometimes those things aren't even available to buy. Um, most of us work part-time anyway, um, so, so just, just pay us less. That's what, that's what I would do. It's not rocket science. The big thing to come away from this is the governing body of the BBC, which the BBC Trust no oh, yeah. longer exists. So now well, they've set up they have to follow these guidelines. Similar, but it's not going to be. It's, yeah. but it's going to be managed by Ofcom, they? isn't it? So this <laughs> will be, I guarantee, the W1A, highest rate. Of this, what I was say, this is going to be the highest rated new series of W1A that's ever been. Everybody will tune into that program and see what they've managed to say yeah, about right. it and get away with because. It's going to be fascinating. Well, yeah, but Did this really need to happen? On, on, I don't on, know. On a decent time or a decent channel that will have to be four at midnight. Does but this really need to happen? I, I'm not au fait with how all this stuff works, but it I doubt seems it like, needs oh, we'll to happen. Abolish this thing that people are complaining about and just start a similar thing. It's a bit like the sun on Sunday. You know, oh, we don't like the news of the world. They recorded people's phone calls, so we'll get rid of it and replace it. Leave it for a couple of weeks and then bring it back as the same thing with a different name. Uh, Line of Duty will return. We knew this was coming back for Series 4. It's now coming back for Series 5. It says season there. I'm ignoring it. It's moving to BBC One, which is a good thing. Yes. But I do sort of think, and I know I've said this a lot on Twitter, and we may have even had this discussion before, does it not undermine BBC Two a little bit? No. No, this has felt like a BBC One show for the last year. No, I, 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 I disagree. I, I have so. to say, I think the whole BBC channels now have become so homogenised. They're just so like, blurred, aren't it, they? Yeah. It, there's no... I don't think any of them have any identity anymore, especially since now, like, Charlotte Moore is the head of just all of the channels. There's no individual... Yeah, and I, I, I think that means... But now you've got rid of, you know, BBC Three on the, on the mm. free-to-air stuff. I think they are. They want the main BBC channels to feel more like with, you know, it, you, you don't need to have to watch just one, you know, you can, our programs are able to be watched. But then as Luke's next point will probably be that people still will go to BBC one first and to ITV first. And then that backs up this, this move then. You know? The thing is though, it's like saying, <laughs> Oh, this show has got, you know, it's, it's record viewing figures for BBC two or something, how they worked yeah. it out. It's a bit odd. Um, yeah. So now it's got so many viewers, we can move it to BBC. We're going to move it across uh, because we want those viewers. It. Yeah, more people will watch it, presumably. Which, which you could understand before the whole sort of. But you know, then what? Uh, my what you, I know, was... you could under you could understand when they moved only connect from BBC Four to BBC Two because more people watch. Yeah, BBC definitely. Two. Yeah, if it if it hadn't got those viewers. Hmm. It'd still be on T. Even though moving it to yeah. one would still have got it more viewers. Yeah. Yeah. Makes because no there's there's still a complete stigma for some reason about yeah. what a BBC Two show is, what a Channel Four show is. You know, people have their own perception. I do think, and I didn't get a chance to talk to you about the Line of Duty finale, which was absolutely fantastic. I th- I do think he did he did miss a trick, not having a sort of cliffhanger. But I suppose if he had an inkling 
that it was moving to another channel. You need to start a little bit fresh, don't you? Well, that's right. And don't forget, although this this series would not have been a good one to move to BBC One because, of course, it continued on from storylines from the previous two series, which some people wouldn't have watched. Whereas I get the impression now that that storyline, the whole caddy, you know, those kind of things is now put to bed. Really what you're going to get the next two years is another possible two series long storyline with these characters and more my initial thought was i hope that it doesn't damage the show i don't think that bbc one would show the savile picture for example i I tend to agree with that but i have spoken to jed i didn't put it up as a podcast because it was quite a quick sort of and he's a very straight talker quite a flat talker uh, but I don't see him being somebody to compromise on his vision. So I would hope that if they've made the decision to move to BBC One, that Jed's on board and they're not going to make him make too many changes to what will likely be a very strong script. Well, Can you talk about this um, Philip K. Dick adaptation? Yes, let me, let me just get the article up because uh, a yeah. lot of the information is there. Philip K. Dick, as many people may or may not know, is a great science fiction short story writer, and a lot of his short stories have been made into films, and not the names of the films that you'd expect. So the most important one, obviously, is Blade Runner, which was Do do uh, Android's Dream of Electric Sheep as a short story. He also wrote uh, the, the, the book that was Running Man and things like that. I so I think... Thank you very much. Um, so I think that was almost that, poetic 4, there for the Northern Area. Channel Channel Four have thought, you know, we got a great hit with humans last year. Let's look at getting something along those lines. Especially and what they've as managed... they've lost Black Mirror now as well. Well, that's right. Mm. And what they've done is this is a co-production between them and Sony Pictures, and um, it's going to be directed and or written by Ronald D. Moore, who did the very successful Battlestar Galactica remake. And Michael Dinner, who's just finished um, working on Justified, which was also very good. And the, the amazing thing, what they've managed to do, is convince Brian Cranston to come out of kind of TV retirement and, and appear in these, which I think is incredibly amazing, uh, considering that he sort of almost said that he was going to move into the world of films exclusively. It's going to be called Electric Dreams, The World of Philip K. Dick, and they're all going to be standalone science fiction episodes. But all with the same cast. It, all with a very story. similar cast and, 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 and possibly uh, very sort of similar themes. Um, mm. And it's going to air on Channel 4 in this country, as we say. There's no idea yet where it will show in America, but I imagine the major networks will scramble uh, to, to do something like this because of the, the draw of, um, uh, of, of Brian Cranston. Gary, Hedith yeah, West. Okay. Before Gary does his reviews, I'm almost itching in my itchy places to know whether you finished The Good Wife or not. I have. Is it finished? Can we have... Can we it get has. a non-spoilery review? Because the thing is that I've read, it's disappointing. I would agree. Uh, it's very much that they've tried to mirror the uh, first episode, the first scene, but doing it a bit differently where, where she's moved mm. on and they're trying to suggest that she's almost <sighs> turned into Peter rather than you know trying to distance But was that completely out of the blue, or did they set it up throughout the series this year? 
Um, not really. There's a lot of stuff that they didn't wrap up and a lot of sort of ambiguity. And Luke, your favourite as well, in the final episode, they bring back a ghost as well. The character comes back <gasps> oh, as a ghost. Oh, God. Do you know they stole that from New Tricks? I knew there was a lot of parallels between The Good Wife and New Tricks. <laughs> I've always said it. So yeah, every American critic I follow has been really disparaging about yeah, I, I the final went, episode. Is that it? Yeah. When it finished? Is that it? Uh, when you finish a long-running show like that, um, and it has a disappointing conclusion, does it sour your feel towards the whole thing? No. No, it it, 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 it reminisces about when it was good. Has Gary gone inside himself? Where's he gone? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Where did you go? I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> well, this is supposed to be Gary Goes West and you just hide But I just wonder, you know how much you both hated the end of How I Met Your Mother, for example? Yeah, but um, it, all it did was make me go back, want to mm. go back and watch it when it was good. I mean, that's it the thing. Ruined, it, oh. I think it ruined that season for me, maybe, rather mm. than the entire show. Yeah. The, also, end Met, the end of How I Met Your Mother, season nine, it sort of ruined yeah. that season. Sorry, go on. Not, series nine is the best series that you could almost watch standalone, I yeah. think. Yeah, no, that's what I'm... That's what I mean. That's Hang on, what, Gary that, disagrees. Series yeah. 9 not the best series of How I Met Your Mother? Not a chance. It's the first. I do. Well, the first... Yes, but after the first, I think that oh, well, you could you almost go. skip so, to the uh, ninth. You, you know, the first series is the best one. Sorry. But the ending ruined that season, not the yeah. entire show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they, they okay. rushed the final episode. The final episode should have been... Because it's episode. like, let's build up to Barney and Robin's wedding... Uh, yeah. By having them split up in the last episode, yeah, yeah. You, and then and then you... resolve all the things that we wanted to do in one episode when actually we had a whole twenty-two episodes. We'll, we'll end it the way we wanted to end it seven years ago when we had. Yeah, this when we thought we might be out. The characters have changed several. Yeah, anyway. Do you, I mean the kings have already announced their new project, something about aliens or something like that? But do you think <laughs> they've left this open? I don't know, something alien-esque. Do you think <laughs> like they've left this? Something about aliens or something like that. I don't, I'm not bothered will, will about it. Be, will it be do, the Mars wife? Do you think that they've sort of left this open, not to come back to the good wife, but to do more spin-off or something like that? Yeah, I think the so. Character? I mean, not a lot of people got acting... Like, uh, not many characters got a definitive conclusion, really. Diane got a slap, though, from what whoa, I... Whoa, whoa, spoilery. Yeah. No, no, it's the other way around. Oh. Spoilery! Uh, past the quarterway mark through Game of Thrones. Yes, that does only mean we've got three episodes, but uh, uh, that's just terrifying maths. That blew my mind. I, well, that was on a sad test. I would not understand it. Indeed. Um, so uh, Luke and I, Luke is out of this because he doesn't watch the program. So this is just for me and Matt. Uh, the third episode has uh, given lots of people lots of hope for this series. I think both the second and third episode, we've got uh, 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 flashbacks uh, going on. We've got characters being dead, characters being brought back. Matt, are you still watching, or are you going to be doing I a splurge? Yes, I am. <laughs> a lot. A lot of people are saying that this series has slowed things down. Uh, do you feel that way? I feel yes. I think it has slowed things down <laughs> um, because. Can you like... have an original thought, Matt, please? <laughs> 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 Do you remember the good old days when Luke didn't turn up for podcasts? Yeah, it does feel slower because there's a lot of things that are building up, like the stuff with, um, what's her name, Khaleesi. Yeah. Daenerys with her, with the Carl Drogos and what have you. Dosh Kaleem. Yeah, that one. Uh, that sort of building up. The stuff with, like, Tyrion and things like that, and that's 
sort of going on its way. A lot of stuff doesn't feel like it's in the middle of something yet, but it feels like we're getting there. Um, uh, and it's fair to say that a lot of, a lot of the, the sort of criticism last season was the fact they diverted from the books. And this season is very different because we don't have books to rely no upon. No books. Um, right. Uh, the other thing that I watched um, is a new comedy on E4 called Andy. Tri- I saw a little bit of this as well. I oh, did the you? Okay. With the wedding. Oh, that's it. Yes, Andy yeah. Tribeca, which they've uh, started about two weeks ago. It stars Rashida Jones, who was part of the ensemble. I really cast. like her. Yeah, I really part of the like ensemble her. Cast Have you seen this? Really liked. No, but I do really like um, Rashida. Yeah, great. Tell us how you feel about Rashida Jones again, Luke. I really like her. Thanks. Yeah, uh, she was part, obviously, of the cast that we of the program that we loved. That Matt is now going to tell me. The Office. Parks and Rec. Parks and The and Office. Facts. I completely forgot. She was in The Office as well. You're quite right. I forgot about that. I am. She stars as the eponymously named Angie Tribeca. Tribeca is a place in New York. Um, Angie's a woman's name. <laughs> Angie. <laughs> uh, it's a very... How would, how would you describe This is very... Very naked gun. Naked gun. <laughs> yeah, very naked gun. Very... Um, uh, that style of humour. I mean, this so one I saw was set at a wedding where the uh, the it was like a wedding planner who was using yeah it as a front because she was like making cakes of cocaine or something like that. That was it. Something she was like distributing that. cocaine as flour whilst buying the cakes. It's very there's very some very funny moments. I mean, it is a little bit cringy at times, but there are some lovely little jokes. They always get a different car in every scene. Um, and Alfred Molina was in this as well. Alfred Molina but, plays... Seriously? A, yeah. yeah. He plays a non-blind, blind uh, te- uh, mortician. Yeah. Or, um, like, you know... Pathologist. Pathologist, yeah. Uh, it's silly, but it's supposed to be silly, and it does not try and sort of be realistic in any way. You know, it doesn't try and solve a crime in a sort of conventional way. It's silly for silliness sake. And this um, is a so... TBS original and this I think is the first TBS original we've had on E4. Yes. It might not be the first TBS original to come over to the UK but it is certainly the first one on E4 so they obviously saw something in it. Yeah. And I think um, it's quite good but it, you know, if you're not into that kind of slapstick yeah, it's very kind spoofy, of humour you're not going to yeah. like this. But if you like that then, then this is very good. And I and I I should say as well I've I've got Netflix now. Um, oh, oh, of course you have. Yes, I'm, I'm a virgin, and I've been watching a lot of uh, Grace and Frankie. Gary, which you, really, Gary like, hated. Does that get any better? Your sort of thing with it was the fact that they turned Martin Sheen gay, and he will always be President Bartlett to you. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, he doesn't really convince as a gay man, I have to say. <laughs> But uh, Where'd you Jane, get to Fonda the final Lily, episode? Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin are very good together, and I think it's a it's it's an old school sitcom. It's very old fashioned, but uh, and very old. People. And of course, it's Martha Martha Kaufman yeah, from Friends. Friends. It is very like you know they've got like the main set where they you know like the beach house where they sort of hang out and that's their main base and like. But there's no like, there's no laughter track no laugh or anything, track, is no. there? No. It, it does get quite serious as well at some points, but it's a good, a good comedy. I enjoy it. It, go, it passes the time quite quickly. So. I think they should take your Netflix account away from you just because, just because of that. Marcella, though no, you okay, have. Well, I have, thought. I have watched that. Is this getting any better? Well, for me, yes. I, I, I still think it's good. Um, it, I think I did watch this whilst I was away on holiday. I watched I watched this, you know, this <laughs> was on while I was away to catch up, and I, I would 
I would still say this is very weird, but very good. I don't think that I don't think that there is going to be a satisfying conclusion if that's what you're kind of going at. But I think you're that you're seeing good character development. I just find everybody in it so cold. Has mm. anybody warmed? Has anyone had with the secret though as well, Luke? When I was intrigued by the secret, whereas this, I just found everybody so annoyed. I don't think we've talked about the secret, have we? No, it was on during... Well, we will get there. There's nobody to root for in Marcella. Presumably you're supposed to like Marcella as she's the lead character. Well, certainly in this last episode, they wanted you to like Marcella because they filled out how the old (coughs) idea of where she lost her daughter backstory. Oh, God, we've got to make sure people like it. Yeah, six episodes in, we should make sure... That did feel very much like, all right, we need people to feel sorry for. The interesting thing is, Saga Noran, who is herself... We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of the IC. Deck your home with Blinds.com. DIY or let us install. Free design consultation. Plus free samples and free shipping. Ho ho ho! Blinds.com invented a better way to buy custom high quality window treatments with no showroom mockups or waiting around for quotes from pushy salespeople, saving you time and money for the holidays with upfront pricing right on our website. Go right now to Blinds.com. Satisfaction guaranteed. Satisfaction guaranteed. Shop Blinds.com's Green Monday sale. Get up to 45% off plus doorbuster deals. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Very cold because of autism or whatever thing they want to say she is on the spectrum or not. I don't know officially. But I never felt like she was cold. I always... Liked her as a character. You liked her for her her eccentricities. Do you think it's just Anna Friel? Or do you think anyone playing that role would struggle? Don't know. I I don't think we'll know that until the series is over, I think, because you won't know Mm. where they're going with it. Are Anna Friel and Sophie Okanedo trying to have, like, a a competition to see which of them has the least, like, silly fits? Friel Canedo. I can feel a Friel Canedo mix coming up. Crossover. Although, yeah. uh, moving on quickly to the Hollow Crown. Have you finished with Marcella? Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, Apparently, you so moved Bioconado on quickly to the Hollow also um, in that this week. Um, Everybody was in that. The Shakespearean adaptation, yeah. Hugh Bonneville, Adrian Dunbar, Anton Lesser. All the people who are already in everything, like Anton yeah. Lesser. All the people that just, you you know, it was like Band-Aid. It was yeah, less J- like... J- Jason Watkins, Sally Hawkins, Hugh Bonneville, um, Philip Glenister. Yeah. Very briefly, he uh, didn't last long. I don't know how many people wanted to watch, (laughs) you know, approach sort of the Hollow Crown, because I'm guessing neither of you two watched it. I did. I did did flick it on, and I was just impressed by the amount of famous faces in there. Yeah. But it was, whether it's, I've got the intellect, because the thought is that you already don't have the intellect to watch it. 
I think they do a good job of trying to make it as uh, entertaining as possible. I certainly got the grasp of what was going on throughout, you know, because sometimes you do struggle with these, with Shakespeare things. I enjoyed it. I thought it was well produced, well acted. Uh, the one, actually, one name that I didn't mention there, probably the uh, the, the best performance of the lot was um, Ben Miles from uh, Coupling. You don't yeah. see him at all now. I saw him in the clip. It's weird that he... He's really he good pro- in this. He was like the sort of devious one who was trying to sway public favour to him and he was having an affair with Sophie Okaneda, who's the queen. Did it feel long? Because it was an hour and a half. Did I it watched feel... it in several sections on the on the iPlayer, and so I sort of broke it up a little bit. I think I'm going to try and persevere with it. Just Benedict Cumberbatch is showing up, isn't he, towards the end of the second episode, and, and obviously into the third episode as Richard the Third. More sort of Shakespearean malarkey uh, we had with up late with Ryland of Dark Crow, <laughs> which was. Which was the new um, sitcom from Ben Elton, which sort of strikes fear in me ever since the right way. It does, rather. It tends to shiver down your TV-loving spine. And this is basically they're going to pick one of Shakespeare's uh, stories and do like a sort of little adaptation starring David Mitchell as Shakespeare uh, and fight featuring Lisa Tarbuck as his wife. Uh, I didn't of... get that. I saw that and I didn't get that from it. <laughs> Did you not? Well, they're yeah. the kind of mini adaptations of how he came up with the story, but done very much in a kind of like a Blackadder type style way. It was very Blackadder. It, very Blackadder. It was. It was okay. It was inoffensive, I think, is what you would say about this. Is it, 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 if they're doing a Shakespeare kind of theme, then this is the kind of thing <coughs> that you would think they might kind of do, you know, a sort of light-hearted comedy. Apart from Blackadder, there's nothing really much to compare it to. It's not like any of Ben Elton's other rubbish work. David Mitchell is quite funny. So yeah, he's, he, he's he, quite good. And At least Tarbuck kind of, was good. That's right, he I kind thought. of takes the mickey out of Shakespeare, but without being disrespectful. Yeah, like the old Romeo, Romeo, where yeah. art thou, Romeo? There were two weak links for me, and yeah. I think we're going to know what they are. The girl from Raised by Wolves, who is the playing daughter. the girl from Raised by Wolves, and right. Rob Rouse, who I've never liked. Which one's he? Uh, bottom. Oh, the assistant. But for a comedy from Ben Elton... Starring yeah. people that we know, yeah, I really, really found it quite entertaining. I think Mitchell was a good sort of lead and a good anchor. I thought I'd struggle for it not, you know, t- to turn off my "this is David Mitchell" yeah. gene that everybody but has. Not... I have to say, it really surprised me. I, I laughed a lot. I really enjoyed it and far more than I thought I was going to. And I liked all the stuff about he's not going bald, he's got a big brain, yeah. and just all those sort of, you know, yeah. little nods little incidental humour bits and the fact that it was the first woman in acting and the fact that he kept saying you can't do it women can't and I've seen episode 2 and they, they don't you know they carry on that they don't just Good. it's not one where they you know wipe the, the board clean and start fresh every week it's one where they continue the same gags and I enjoyed it I was surprised by how much I enjoyed well, it well carry on into Con Con Shakespeare then oh. loved it loved yeah, it yeah was good wasn't it nice Fleming little appearance good. from uh, Mr Burton Matthew Burton there. yeah the way Shakespeare's written makes it hard to wrap your head around, which is why it's taught in school when your brain's at its bendiest, by people like this man, the fictional English teacher from TV drama Educating Yorkshire. When you teach your kids Shakespeare, do their heads grow physically bigger? No, um, they don't, no. How does iambic pentameter work? I think you're talking about iambic pentameter, uh, which is the way that kind of... Iambic pentameter? Pentameter, yeah. Pentameter. Well, pentameter, so... 
I loved the the fact that they compared Shakespeare to Taken. Yeah, oh, that was great. <laughs> I, 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 and I quite obviously liked the bit at the end where they Game implied that Shakespeare wrote Game of Thrones. Uh, that was quite good. And then even they made the joke about the fact that it was played by a woman. Uh, and I, I turned on midway through when she was saying about uh, Shakespeare's son Hamlet dying. Yeah. And I thought, hang on a minute. Oh, yeah, it's gone contracts very much. Yeah. She's got to have her own series, you would think, at some well, point. Well, I, I would hope that, based on this, they're, they're trying out to see whether her and the aforementioned Barry, perhaps, I, I can't give his surname on, on this podcast, uh, might be good enough to, to do spin-offs. They might have been thick, but Shakespeare's audiences had loads of fun, heckling the actors and cackling a lot in a sort of mad, peasanty way. <laughs> like that. <laughs> and that. To tell me more about Shakespeare's disgusted audiences, I spoke to this man. Who are you and what's your game? I'm Iqbal Khan and I'm a theatre director. What was theatre like in Shakespeare's day? Were all the audiences really rowdy then, you know? Did they wear tunics and have mud on their faces? The audiences ranged from the, the ordinary common working people who would stand around the theatre here, and then they would range to the aristocrats who would sit at the top of the theatre. Right, so some of them had to stand up. They didn't have yeah. chairs. No, no, they, they'd be standing. I've never had to stand for a whole Shakespeare. I don't think I could do it. I'd be livid if I didn't have a chair. I, I think... The audiences quite enjoy it. I mean, particularly now. I don't think they do enjoy standing, do they? They actually enjoy the experience of standing. Who's there. told you that? Um, her, de- her delivery is spot yeah, on. Yeah, her delivery is. The script is, is, is very good, and her delivery is. Sort of... the, the bit with the gloves was just great. You know, was it Did Simon you... Simon Russell Beale who read that long yeah. Uh, yeah. thing? And she's like, so. What's there's all that a, about? There's a touch of Ali G in there, isn't there? That's <laughs> what well, like Ali where... G or Dennis yeah. Hennis or something like that. That's or right, even yeah. Alan Partridge, too. You could yeah. sort of see yes. all three. Yeah. But soon that day would turn to night. A long, dark night. Like in Finland. In 1596, Shakespeare's son Hamnet shuffled off this mortal coil. Then he died. And a few years later, his father John kicked the bucket and also died. As Shakespeare's life went sad, so did his plays. If you were asked to pick what Shakespeare did best, most people would say tragedy, which is one of the few things he has in common with Steps. Shakespeare's tragedy plays are the most performed of all his works, none more so than Hamlet, with its famous speech about bees. To be or not to be, that is the question. He just seems completely inoffensive, and if you if you weren't listening too closely, you'd believe it as a normal documentary. Well, this really. is the thing. I'd, I'd be interested to find out how many people now come away going, "Oh right." I didn't know he was Hamlet. Was Shakespeare? I think the guy. I think the guy from uh, the the guy who was doing all the words, the words Shakespeare invented. I had. I don't think he had any idea that it was. Oh Hamlet. no, no, that was great. So I've got a list of words. Okay. That. Uh, he might or might not have made up. OK. And you tell me if Shakespeare made them up or not. OK. Cuckoo? Mm, no, I don't think so. Ukulele? No. Truffle balling? No. Sea fax? No. Omnishambles? No. Nutribullet? No. Mixtape? No. Spork? No. Rufflecopter? No. Bumberclart? No. Zhuzh? No. Potatoey? No. Bromance? No. Sushi? No. Titwank? 
No. Hobnob? Yes. I suppose it makes sense that he came up with Hobnob, doesn't it? Because it's the, sort of the most old-fashioned of biscuits. It's got, like, bits of hay in it and stuff. Yeah. It's like eating a thatched roof. BAFTAs were on this, this uh, week as well. Um, going back to where we sort of started with the old uh, BBC thing. Um, this oh, seemed to we be always dom- come full circle. This seemed to be dominated by the um, people sticking up for the BBC, most notably uh, Peter Kaminsky, the director yes. of Wolf Hall, who... Uh, yeah. Well, it was it was the first thing that they aired on the on the telecast. Whether it was the first thing that happened, I don't of, think it chronologically, was chronologically. I doubt it very much. But they did give he gave quite a good speech. I personally preferred the speech given by um, Mark Rylance at the end. I thought his was more mm. measured, talking about you know the telling of stories and you know the the reporting of news and the you know baking of cakes and things. I just found him such an engaging speaker mm. and I suppose that's why he makes such a good actor. Both and even James Nesbitt spoke James up in defence as well. was speaking up at, and uh, Jack Thorne who wrote Don't Take My Baby which won, mm. yay, uh, was talking yay. about disability, uh, you know the slashing of disability benefits for actors making it hard for them to go to auditions and things like that. Um, so yeah, there was, there was a lot of um, you know, stand up for the BBC and in terms of who won, were we happy? Not overly. I mean, Car Share and uh, Don't Take My Baby were the ones I was most happy about. I mean, really I, think, I think all the Dr. acting, all, all the acting awards went to the right people, in my opinion. Uh, Saran Jones. I mean, I do. I I know we want we liked we liked Sheridan Smith and we liked um, what's her name, Ruth Madeley. Is that right? Yeah. Can we, can we very briefly touch on the sheriff? Yes, I wanted and say, to. And say, can we just leave her the hell alone for a while? She's not well. No, she's going through a lot. And... Yeah, she's not well. Can everyone just back off? Yeah. Thank we you. love her. We love Sheridan. Yeah. We love her. We've, Matt and I have been in her presence several times. Yeah. I've spoken to her several times. She's a lovely person, and I wish people she's would so leave engaging and these so lovely people to alone. To about her needs, project. You know, stop bothering on Twitter and... You know, and going along to her show and complaining and, and the, stuff. And you know, when people say that, you know, the press does terrible things, they do. They pick on people, and it should yeah. be allowed. I'm very happy that Chanel Cresswell uh, won for. Yes, I thought I was thinking of you. And also, this is England '88 winning best mini series. Yeah, I thought beat, you'd like that. Beating Doctor Foster, <laughs> uh, but Only... obviously Wolf Paul was the big uh, winner. Of yeah, Chanel. kind of predictable. I mean, it kind of made me think if I'm supposed to be this big. TV person, I, although Wolf Hall's probably not for me, I really should sit down and give it my all if, you know, if it is winning all these I awards. remember watching the first episode. I first date's one as well. Well, yeah, and Celebrity Juice. Yeah. To, to, you know, which is something else I won't sit down and watch. Yeah, uh, only two see, wins say, for ITV. Yeah, the two wins for ITV go on, you said. Tom Courtney, who I look at in a completely different way, having met, <laughs> met him need to, I need to ago. send you the link to his interview on... Uh, Komodo Mayo because he does explain a lot just like okay is he rude to them he's just weird to he them. is odd uh, and Keith Lemon who is rude and odd uh, they were the only two wins for ITV <laughs> uh, the Great British Bake Off of course winning that yeah, I thought that was quite nice that's a bit Mary Berry uh, mm. you know was had to do it on her own and you know for an 80 year old woman to come out of, an, of a Sunday evening on the company is is an achievement of itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Murder Detectives winning factual series. Yeah. Very pleased about that. 
Yeah, I mean, there's, there was a few of our favourites in there. As you say, like, the murder detectives don't take my baby. I think a lot of... There was a lot of, like, wins that have showed we like. So that's good. Um, yeah. I would have liked to have seen something other than Transparent win the international, mm. but it was, always, it was always going to, I suppose. Was it? Well, I suppose so, because it's the most... You know, it's got the most to say out of all of those shows. Oh, yeah, but the good, yeah. I thought The Good Wife might yeah. win. We can d- briefly discuss The Secret if yeah. we've all got time. Uh, it's a James Nesbitt four-parter, which the government are investigating. Yeah, uh, yeah David Cameron and co. are going to investigate how the four-part series was made uh, because they are saying that uh, victims' families have been disappointed and left upset by James Nesbitt and co.'s portrayal of uh, real-life murderer Colin Howell. Um... I might be the only one of the trio to like this. Matt watched one, sort of told me, you know, watch it on your own, but don't expect much. Gary's probably not even aware it's a program. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> I quite enjoyed it, and I, I, probably for all the wrong reasons. I thought James Nesbitt was almost too convincing as a serial killer. I thought he was very charismatic. What I mm. just think. Um... For me, it was more that that first episode was a lot of setup, and I think it was, it was, and I do think a lot of ITV dramas because of how few they commission and the and the time period, they haven't got the the time to do that. So it's very risky just to get to the point where you're thinking about committing the murder that we all know is happening at the very end of episode one. Mm. You should move it on a bit. Also, they did that cardinal sin, we don't need it, where the first scene was yeah. James Nesbitt coming out of a caravan in modern day, we don't know why, and then it flushes straight back to uh, the 1990s, so why we need to do that? The only thing is, it's Nick Murphy who did Prey, and I wondered whether he'd taken a bit from that. I quite liked it, because it was set in a different place, set in Northern Ireland, it was a true story which automatically makes it more compelling, because you think... Even if I don't believe this, it happened, so I can't be, you know, proved wrong. I quite enjoyed it. It is hidden away on a Friday on ITV. Did they want to move it and get it out of the way? I don't know. It seems an odd place to put it, but I quite enjoyed it, and I know I'm in the minority. Have you told your friends about this podcast? Okay, here we go. No. It's just not my idea of a good time. Tell them now. That's what the people want to hear. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Good to the last drop. From thecustardtv.com. Pick of the week, then. Louis Theroux, A Different Brain, the second of the uh, Louis Theroux series that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago where we looked at uh, uh, people with drinking problems. This is uh, long-term injuries of brain injuries. Sorry, long-term effects of brain injuries. Uh, spending Louis spending time with staff and service users at the Brain Injury Rehab Unit. Um, and uh, again, this is going to be brilliant, and it's going to be slightly... I've um, seen this already. Is, and it, it, is, it, is, it, is it emotional as I thought it would be? Yes, yes. Yeah. And it's just right. fascinating. And I didn't get to talk about um, drinking to the oblivion, which I won't now, but I wondered whether either of you got the sense of, because these are his first docs in in the UK... Did you feel like Louis was more attached to the people because they're English? I wonder whether sometimes in the States he can detach himself because they're, they're sort of different. They're a different nationality, different country. But he seems so hands-on with the people in Drinking to the Oblivion and, again, in uh, A Different Brain. I know they're vulnerable people and you've got to be dealt with sensitively, but he seems so 
in touch with them and so sensitive towards them. It's interesting to see him that way, and I do think that's got something to do with the fact that he's filming this in London rather than in Minnesota or New York somewhere, I think. but we, It's uh, possible. Uh, I, I see what you mean. There's an automatic connection which he doesn't have, mm. that, perhaps with those people. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But... Um, I, 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 I just think he does this and no one else does it as well. Well, I've got three picks this week. So well, I'm going to go, not, you I'll go, go from... for Mum then and, and okay. reiterate what you've said. This is the yeah. um, new sitcom from Stefan Goloszewski, uh, who created him and her. This is Mum of the title is Kathy, who in the first episode has just lost her husband. The first episode is set on the day of his funeral where she meets her son's new girlfriend, who I had no idea was played by Lisa McGrillis, who was in Hepburn. She I... is brilliant. Yeah, she's brilliant. It's Kelly. Sorry, Cafe. Cafe. Sorry, Cafe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Can we watch it now, all together? I think it's just great. I love that. Inside jokes for shows that haven't aged yet. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, there's Peter Mullen doing the very understated performances, her sort of... Her old friend Michael, who's holding a bit of a torch for her, and it's... and at no point does he threaten to shoot anybody. No, it's so good. He's just very good at standing in this series. I don't know if you can. There's a lot of episodes as well where he just goes in the toilet and yeah, sits on the toilet. Sits on the toilet yeah. or just stands yeah. by a wall, doesn't he? Yeah. Just looks into middle distance, but it's very good doing it. And it's just brilliant. I mean, it's very natural. The dialogue's great. It's uh, so there's natural. There's a whole thing about like. Uh, in this first episode, the buffet they're putting on at the pub after the funeral, which just all feels great. Brilliant. Imagine Everything more. about it is... Oh, I love it. I want to clasp it <laughs> to Dorothy my bosom. Dorothy Atkinson is great, as well as her brother's girlfriend, who's very yeah. sort of Pauline. Uh, <laughs> if you don't like this, then you really yeah. need to have a word with yourself, because it is... So you, 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 you've heard that here first, Gary. Yeah, Going exactly. forward... He probably now won't like I, it, because we like I, it so I, much. I, I yeah. feel like I've heard nothing else. Going forward is Joe Brand returning in one of my favourite roles she's ever done, Nurse Kim Wilde from Getting On, which As all three of all us... the other acting she's done. Well, she did one other thing. Um, but I, I really like this. I've seen all three, and sadly at the moment there is only three, and that's the big shame. Even it did the amazing thing of it made me like Omid Jalili, who I've never liked my whole <laughs> watching TV life. Basically this sees Nurse Kim Wilde out side of the hospital she's now a home help she's got her own family to deal with she's got her mother who's had a stroke it's very naturalistic very quick very it's just if you like getting on you just want to spend more time with nurse kim wilde then you should that's my pick of the week but i have two more if i may my next one is locked up which is on tuesday it's a spanish prison drama part of walter presents it does some things does some things that I don't like, some prison cliches that I don't like, but I am a fan of it based on the first episode. It does irritate me slightly and make me laugh, though, that the main character is called Macarena. The main character is called what? Macarena, which does nothing for the Spanish (laughs) stereotypes. And only because we'll be recording on the night this is on, the Americans returns to ITV Encore on Thursday night. And this fourth series is just outstanding, and we're only, I think, nine episodes behind the US, which isn't bad for ITV Encore. And and finally as well, uh, the last episode of Undercover. 
surprisingly, as we head to June, a lot of good stuff coming on the telly, and I, I couldn't. Don't do worry, the European Football Championships will be on soon. When does that start? June June sixth or something, or June. 7th. And is that on? Is that on ITV alone, or is it on BBC as well? No, 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 it's on BBC well. and ITV. So both both channels. But I imagine okay. they'll. Well, what will be interesting is where will BBC put their reserve, you know, the games they don't like, because they won't be able to put on BBC Three. So will you get football on BBC Four? At Luke Custer TV for me on Twitter, at the Gary Show for Gary and at Matt's TV Bites. Come on, we need a couple more likes on Facebook, yeah, because Matt, Matt needs to do some shout-outs. Facebook.com forward slash The Custard TV. Uh, like us on there and Matt will give you a mention. Also, I've been listening to a few podcasts before, and though we are not ones to blow our own horn section i will say we would love a five star review people say that these are good to have and as we are good we are good to have them five star review on on itunes please <laughs> Let, i don't know if you don't leave a five star review, if you don't leave a five star review in the next week next week one of the cast won't be here let's just recap going forward um, locked up and the Americans for me Matt's raving about mum because it's brilliant and Gary's pick of the week Louis through a different brain Sunday at night well that's it if you want to uh, follow us all on Twitter that's how you do it if you want to like us on Facebook that's how you do it you want to give us a five star review that's how you do it Matt though how are you settling into the new place alright yeah thank you do you know your neighbours I've met uh, one of them that's moved the guy who lives opposite me. I'm just worried about, you know, when we lose Mrs. McNamara, we need an elderly okay, neighbour. I, sort of... I haven't got any elderly neighbours. Uh, close are we to losing her? Mid-June, I think, so very close. Uh, you'd the, normally the put outside a... the house, so... Mind you, Matt, if you want to move next door to Gary, there's your chance. Well, I say, my, Tatty... holiday, my holiday home in London. <laughs> <laughs> Tatty boy. Bye now. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.